Hi, I'm Rosie Acosta. I'm a meditation teacher, speaker, and author of You Are Radically Loved, a healing journey to self-love. Look, I grew up in East Los Angeles during the 92 LA riots, and it set me on a troubled path. I didn't grow up with mentors in my life, so I turned to reading as many books as I possibly could to learn about the purpose of life. In my journey, I found that having these conversations gave me life, and I decided I wanted to create a place where I could share these conversations with my community. So come have a sit with me as we learn about, well, everything. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Radically Loved Podcast. I'm joined by a very special guest. Julie Solomon is here. She's been empowering lives, including her own. She's the host of the Influencer Podcast. She's lost several successful online programs and masterminds, including Pitch It Perfect. She's a celebrity here. So let's insert the clap track so that we can welcome her here. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm so excited to connect with you. I have been following you and I will have to I will say I'm definitely inspired. You've inspired me with a lot of business things, which I'm mm -hmm. like normally I typically follow accounts that are spiritual and more like mindfulness based, but man, since we got introduced, I'm like, man, Julie is the business like she really knows what she's doing like I need to take some tips I mean you share so many personal stories I'm so excited to have you on the show so you can you can tell us all of the things so thank you so much for being here uh, thank you for having me it's I know we have like mutual friends and I've heard just incredible things about you for so long so I'm glad that we that we get to do this yeah so business coaching I know that you have yeah. a history you have a history of uh, sort of being on the other side of this very successful and abundant life that you now have. So if you can just share with us a little bit your origins or like the beginnings of going from having credit card debt to discovering this abundant gift that you have coaching people into living their most abundant lives. Yeah. So, you know, I think that idea of business coach, it's it's a very general statement that 99% of people that coach use, you know, it's like, I'm either a life coach or a business coach. And it's like, well, what does that mean? So for me and my, my background's in PR and publicity. And so my, my lens and my perspective of how I see the business landscape and how I see the world really comes from the foundations of being a publicist. Mm. And then from that, it comes from the foundations of really getting into what we now know to be the influencer marketing space really early on, 2014, 2013, when I was living in LA, it was kind of the the start of all of that. And, you know, your top 1% of the top 1% of influencers live in Los Angeles. And at the time they were called bloggers, but now that's kind of unfolded into content creators, influencers, you know, TikTok or whatever people want to label themselves as. But I got in really early starting to teach a lot of what are now very successful and well-known content creators and, and influencers, how to actually 
make their brand into a business and how to monetize it. Because back then people were just kind of more focused on, well, and still kind of are on growing followers and being popular and being famous, but how are you actually monetizing what it is that you're building and how are you laying those foundations? And so that's kind of my background in terms of the business coach lens that I am in. And I think that's important to share because I feel like, you know, whenever you are getting coached by anyone, I'm a firm believer that you need to, you need to look for someone who has done what it is that you're trying to do. I think that there's a lot of coaches out there that haven't really gone through the experience. And like Abraham Hicks always says, words don't teach the experience does. And um, I think that can be why so many people have really negative experiences with coaches because they hire someone without really doing the legwork. And it's a person that they, you know, kind of saw somebody do something else. And so they're emulating that, like there's really no foundation of experience that has been laid there. Yeah. It honestly feels like the wild, wild West. And this is a conversation prior to starting to record. We were talking about Krista, Krista Williams from the Almost 30 Mm -hmm. podcast. And Krista and Lindsay are dear friends. I've known them both for a really long time. And these are conversations we've had. It it does feel very much unregulated out there in the world, Mm -hmm. doesn't it? Especially, Mm -hmm. and the reason why I say that I've, I've been learning so much just from following you because I'm like, I can, I can see, I'm like, oh, this is somebody who's experienced. This is somebody who speaks from experience, who has been doing this, who knows, has the knowledge, not somebody who is a flash in the pan and has a good, even we can talk about this too, has a good PR strategy behind them and can really market themselves to the branding. Look. Yes, right. the branding. It's like, oh, all, your grid looks really impressive, but at the end of, is it, re- wait, is this really something that you did or you saw or you Photoshopped? Right. And it's like, you know, just because someone joined a coaching program and learned some coaching strategies from that coach or, you know, did this thing for a couple of years doesn't really mean that they are ready emotionally, spiritually, and mentally Mm -hmm. to hold space in a coaching container for people. And in, and that's, I think is, is, is the key differentiator with that. And I love Lindsay and Krista too. I feel like we kind of grew up together in this podcast space. Cause I, I met them. I think at my podcast was only like a year old at the time. And we met at a conference and just really kind of connected, you know, when you meet people and they're like, okay, yes. they're the real deal. Like they're the real deal. And yes. um, I've always just been huge supporters and believers and collaborators with, with everything that they do. And, and so with all of that, it, even though I, I have the experience, I also had to do some work spiritually because I wasn't born <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> what? You were um, born like this? Shocking. And no. yes, I know. Being a mom is hard work, isn't it? It's a 24 hours a day job, seven days a week with no days off. And all day, every day, you're dealing with demands and questions from your kids. And dare I say it, maybe the husband or your wife. It's so easy to feel exhausted and burnout out and taken for granted. Like you just don't have any more to give. So what can you do to reclaim your sanity and feel like you're in control again? Some of the world's smartest moms are turning to Newtopia, a company that makes special plant-based brain formulas that fight brain fog, enhance cognitive function, and boost energy levels. Newtopia offers a variety of formulas which are customized for you based on your strengths, weaknesses, and goals, so you get exactly what you need. 
Taking the right formulas at the right times can help you reduce stress, anxiety, block out distractions, tap into your creativity, and a whole lot more. And you'll be amazed by how quickly they work. You'll feel the mental effects within just 15 to 30 minutes. Newtopia formulas are a total game changer. They also come with a full one-year guarantee, so there's zero risk for you to try them for yourself. It's time to upgrade your brain and take back control of your life. Simply go to newtopia.com forward slash radically loved and use Radically Love 10 to receive up to 50% off of your first order. Again, that's newtopia.com forward slash radically loved and use the promo code radically loved 10 to receive up to 50% off of your first order. That's N O O T O P I A.com forward slash radically loved and use the promo code radically loved 10. In the midst of me really trying to figure out how I wanted to show up and be seen in the world and, and how I wanted to hold space and how I wanted to impact in the world, you know, I had hit a lot of rock bottoms. And one of those was that my husband found out that I had been hiding for a couple of years at that point, um, over $30,000 of credit card debt from, from him. And this was, you know, I had already been in the PR game for years, like on the outside looking in, I, I was professional. I was great. Kind of what you were just saying, yeah. like the mark, like it was branded and it was yes. all there, but behind the scenes, I had a lot of really deep work to do on myself about, you know, money and my, my reasons for not being able to be honest about money and just a lot of soul searching around that. And so that financial and personal and professional rock bottom moment really was the catalyst of the Phoenix rising to get to where I am now and to have the business that I have now. And I think that a lot of women in particular can relate to that because the reason why I wasn't able to be honest about the money and the reason why I was spending the money was because I had so much shame around money. I had so much Mm -hmm. shame around believing in abundance. And, you know, I came from a family that very small town, very blue collar scarcity mindset was all that I knew. And so I didn't even know it was possible to think and feel in a different way. And so I was only kind of reacting and responding to the world through this scarcity lens. So the second that I would make money, I would just immediately spend it because I didn't even think that I was worthy of that. And so it's interesting if anyone knows human design, I'm a manifesting generator. And so I can manifest a lot and I can also generate it out. But if my spiritual alignment is not in place and if I'm not rooted in the gratitude of that abundance, the universe is also going to take it away from me as fast as it came. And so that's what happened. And from that moment, I was able to really start doing work on myself, therapy, you know, 12 step programs, all the books, like you name it, you know, I was diving into it and really took the time that was needed to work on myself. So I could, I could show up in a way that was, that was in alignment to me and how I wanted to be seen in the world. Yeah. I love that you're sharing that because I know that a lot of people can relate. I mean, I, I'm with you on the scarcity mindset. I mean, I didn't, I grew up in an environment where I didn't even know we were poor. Like I had no idea. I'm like, no, we live in a great, like little housing project in East LA and we always have food. And I feel like this is just amazing. You know, this is like, this is how everyone lives. This is how everyone Mm -hmm. lives. And as I got older and the sort of need for other things or not being able to, you know, when I remember I got 
money shamed by my sixth grade teacher one time because everybody was sharing what they did the summer before. And I was the only person who didn't go on a, on a trip. We didn't do anything. And I was like, Oh no, because we didn't have the money to, to go anywhere. Like we just didn't. And I remember my teacher being like, that is just, that's like child abuse. The fact that your parents can't afford to take you to do a family trip or a road trip somewhere. And I remember going and asking my parents, like, how come we didn't even do a road trip? And my dad just being like, honey, like we don't have gas money. Like we need gas money to like go to work and back home. Like we don't really have the money to be doing all these extras. And and that's when I realized at that age, so I must've been what, 11 years old, Mm. 12 years old, 11 or 12, understanding, oh, we don't have enough. There isn't enough. Enough. So, so that started my understanding of the scarcity mindset. And same as you, like I didn't, it was easy for me to create the abundance, to create opportunity, but I could not hold on to it to save my life. I didn't have respect for it. I did respect money. You know, I was just kind of like, oh, this easy come, easy go. That's just the way it Mm -hmm. is, you know? I just did probably one of the coolest things I've ever done on my health and wellness journey. So people age at different speeds. The date on your license doesn't really represent your biological age at all. If you're looking for ways to extend your health span and slow down the aging process, the key to health and longevity is in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with the personalized plan to improve your metabolism, reduce stress, improve sleep, and optimize your health for the long haul. Created by leading scientists in aging genetics and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking to identify where you're optimized and where you're not, which is where my sort of ideals of thinking that I'm fully this healthy person and I'm doing everything I can. I was a little bit, I was a little bit shook when I got my results. Here's the best thing is that you get daily action plans with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. Something I wish I would have learned 10 years ago. Add Inner Age 2.0 to any plan for a definitive calculation of your true biological age to see how you're aging from the inside out, which I feel like everybody should do. So for a limited time, you can get 20% off of the entire Inside Tracker store. Go to insidetracker.com forward slash loved. That's insidetracker.com forward slash L-O-V-E-D to get 20% off of the entire Inside Tracker store. Insidetracker.com forward slash loved. There's also something I wanted to talk to you about was the opposite, especially in this industry where there's the one side that is really open about a very sort of gallantly sharing my millions and millions of dollars. Here I am traveling on my private jet. Like this is sort of the life that you too can live. Then the other side where you don't really see people flaunting those things, but are very financially successful. So it's like, where do we, where do we fit? And I'm not saying one is, is better than the other. I have no idea. Like I don't, it's not my world. Right. So I don't, I I see both sides. I have friends on both sides. So what's interesting to me is to just see how people react 
to one or the other, right? Where it's like, if you're showing a lot, you get shamed for overtly showing your success and making people feel less than. Where on the other side, there might be a little bit of that internal shame where you don't want to flaunt your success because maybe you were told that that's rude or it's going to make people feel indifferent. So as a human, where do we fall in line? Like where, where do we go? Because I do believe I'm split and I'm asking you this because I need you to help me with this because I do believe that you can manifest the abundance in your life. You really can. If you, like you said, align yourself. And I love that you called out the mind spirit component because I think it is absolutely integral to acquiring financial freedom. I do think that there is that where it's like, okay, I want to live a certain way. So I'm going to call that into the universe. I'm going to go out and buy myself a nice necklace and some jewelry because I want to bring that into my life. Then the other side of, well, I I don't really want people to think that I am just spending money when people are dying in another country. You know what I'm saying? Like there is that split. Help me. Yeah. You know, I, this is where to me, we first, how you want to express publicly your abundance is completely relative. You know, for someone that's going to be, and yes, it it matters to that person. So it's, yeah, I'm on a private jet and I want to show you all about it. Or I'm, going on this exotic vacation and here it is, or if it's someone that's more, you know, there was a book that was written years ago called The Millionaire Next Door. And it talked about how the benefits that can come from being more humble with, it was basically kind of like the anti-flashiness book, right? Like the true people that had true wealth, that had true money, they don't need to go around and, and be flashy about it. I think on both cases, what we have to remember is that you know, we can't make anyone feel anything. So if we're danged, if we do, and if we're danged, if we don't, it's Mm -hmm. not about doing or not doing something because we're afraid that it's going to affect somebody else in a negative way. We have to be true to ourselves. And that's why I feel like there is no wrong. It's just what feels in alignment to you. Now, if that triggers someone, then that trigger someone because it is a mirror and a reflection of something that they have going on deep inside them that they need to work on. Hmm. So that is what it is. I don't think as long as the intention is integral and your side of the street is clean and there's no maliciousness in that, then I think that people should have the freedom to think and feel and live their life on their terms and shouldn't be ashamed to want to share or not share or overshare or undershare based off of what someone might think about that. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, I really, I love that. And that actually, that resonates because it definitely brings the onus back to yourself and how you feel about yourself and being able to be honest with yourself. This is something that you talk about, the tools to freedom. And I want to ask you a little bit Mm. about this. Tell us why awareness, acceptance, and action are the most important tools for up-leveling your productivity and lead to success in all areas of life. Yeah. So, you know, we, you and I have a very similar story and how we were brought up and, you know, we never went on vacation. We went to one time to somewhere and my mom, and I didn't even know, like, I didn't know we were, we didn't have a lot of money. I didn't know any of those things. And it was like, they saved up for years to take us to Disney. And that was like the one thing that I remember that we did. 
I think that because of that scarcity mindset and and also kind of having a, a financial illiteracy to some degree, because we didn't have a savings. So I wasn't, I wasn't being taught about a savings or a 401k or any of that. That was like a foreign language to me. I didn't know what any of that was. And so I think for me, when I had that rock bottom moment and when I had gotten myself in this debt and when I could feel it in my bones that I never wanted to be here again. And like, I didn't know what, how, when, you know, or where, but like, I knew why, like, I never want to feel this powerless, this helpless, this shame ridden ever again. And so what really helped me get through that was learning what is called the three A's and a lot of 12 step and therapy circles, awareness and set acceptance and action. And so the first step to any recovery process and recovering from shame is no different is that awareness piece, really being aware of the reality of the situation that you are in. And even if it's just a sliver, what is your part to play in that? Sometimes we could have a huge part to play in it. Sometimes we could have a tiny part to play in it. But I think that we always have a part to play in what is happening around us because we always have a part to play in our reaction to something. And so really being aware of what is and as it is. And then the the next step to that is accepting that person, place, thing, idea for exactly what it is and nothing more, nothing less. And then when you can really stay rooted in the acceptance of what is as it is and not wanting to try to force change or control some outcome, then you're able to step into an action of, okay, now you know what it is, you're accepting what it is, now what are you going to do about it? And it gave me so much freedom, the three A's, because it allowed me to finally, the focus now was finally on me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't on that person or that thing or how dare, dare that person or it's their fault. But the focus was finally on me to be accountable and responsible for how I was showing up in the world and for my reactions and responses to the things that were happening around me. Yeah. I mean, I'm a huge fan of... AA, especially I wrote about it in my book where it was such an integral part to creating a framework for recovery. And I, and I think everything that you're saying, I mean, I, I definitely resonate with that. There's something that you said earlier that I want to just dig into a little bit, the financial illiteracy that Mm -hmm. I think is part of the problem. And I feel like How does this pertain to women specifically? I'm curious. Yeah, you know, from my experience, from me and just the women that I now have the pleasure of coaching and that I'm around, and even just from the women that I grew up around, it was kind of this idea of the man figures out the money and the woman is the financial toddler. So she's going to be a toddler and maybe she gets an allowance or maybe she gets some money that she can do things with, but we're not going to give her the ability to manage a checkbook or a bank account. And she's not going to be able to handle that because she's a financial toddler. So, you know, we're just going to kind of leave her here and we're going to take care of, of everything. And we're going to do this because, you know, it's, it's our duty as the man to take care. And, you know, we don't need to bother her with, you know, these important things like numbers because, you know, she has to take care of the kids and the house and she's got other things going on. And so it was this very archaic, patriarchal way of thinking, you know, a very kind of, and I don't even think it's a Southern mindset, you know, you could call it a small town mindset, a Southern mindset, but you know, my 
my husband's from Baltimore, Maryland, and that is literally exactly how his parents live. They're in their 80s and his mom does not know how to balance a checkbook. And so it's like, if something happens to his dad, I don't know what she's going to do. I don't even think she has a debit card or she even can access the bank account. So it's, it's very, and this was just very normal, you know? And so I was, I made up and told myself that I didn't have to figure all that out. You know, I could just make a lot of money and then I didn't have to worry about like what happened to it. You know, it was like a husband was going to come in and do that or like, some financial guy I would hire or like a fairy, like God dad was going to come down from the sky and like (laughs) handle all of it. And like, I didn't need to worry about that. Right. And so it was that belief system that, and I could understand like where it came from. It's my origin story. But now that I'm an adult, am I going to choose to keep believing that? Or am I going to start thinking and feeling for myself and giving myself a new possibility and a new way of thinking? And so for me, that was, that was kind of how I defined my own financial illiteracy. And so that meant, you know, really getting clear about not using the excuse of, well, I was never good at math. I'm not good with numbers, you know, whatever excuses I would tell myself. And I started taking classes. I started reading books. I started to talk to, you know, other people in my life that, understood money and understood finances and, you know, handled money and budgeted money really well. And, you know, I hired a, you know, financial consultant to make sure that I didn't overspend and, you know, and it, and it's still a journey and a process, you know, I still have to be in such awareness and such present awareness with how all of this happens to me financially, because it was such a core kind of defect of my origin story and of how I looked at money for a very long time. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Summer is here, my friends. And as the weather gets warmer, Factor can help you spend less time at home inside the kitchen and more time enjoying this incredible summer weather. No cooking, no grocery shopping, no dishes, plus the perfect health-conscious grab-and-go add-ons like smoothies and juices. Luckily, I don't have to meal plan or prep and I can still eat well and know that every meal I eat is going to be delicious and nutritious. Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never frozen, prepared meals that are so good, you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. So you can feel great this summer. You can choose from Factor's calorie smart and keto options with built-in portion control as a great tool to help you get fit this summer. Factor now offers 30 meals per week where you can choose from a variety of new meals every week. These have been mine and Tori's go-tos. Tori doesn't enjoy when I cook meat in the house. And now that I've been eating meat, it's so much easier for me to order Factor and get protein-centric meals so that I don't have to cook at home. And it's so easy and I can get him veggie options and all I have to do is just warm them up and they're so good. Factor completely knows my preferences. They offer vegan, veggie meals, keto meals, low calorie options, cold pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, veggie sides. I mean, just the options are endless. So head over to go.factor75.com forward slash loved120 and use the code loved120 to get $120 off. That's code LOVED120 at go.factor75.com forward slash LOVED120 for $120 off. 
go.factor75.com forward slash loved120. I think there's a lot of people who can relate to that. I was never taught how to do any of that either. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't learn any of that in school. Like I didn't, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I did. I, once I got to college because I majored in business. So I needed to take accounting and statistics right. and, you know, I had to do all, which even then I'm like, I still, I don't know. I, I did the yeah. class and then I was like, control, alt, delete, you know, but not to say, I don't know how to balance a checkbook. Like I, I think that I've learned a lot now that I'm older running right. a business and doing a bunch of things that didn't work, launching things that didn't work, you know, and seeing how to budget and what it means, like what financial freedom looks like or what does it mean and why is it important, right? So I think we definitely don't, well, for me anyway, again, I'm like in a different, I'm not in that world. So for me, I feel like so inspired whenever I have these conversations or we have somebody on the podcast talking about this because most of the time we're talking about creativity or we're talking about mindfulness or we're talking Mm -hmm. about wisdom or or self-love and healing. And I think that this is one of those components that we do need to talk about more. I think it's it's vital to our own self-worth and how we carry ourselves and, and what we present to the world and so on. So I'm talking about influencers out in the world who are selling these coaching programs and these different strategies. And I'm curious for you, like, as a professional, as somebody who's been doing this longer, what is the next evolution of coaching look like? You know, because we were saying how in the beginning, people were more concerned with getting followers. They were more concerned with acquiring a big following and getting likes. Whereas now you're saying that the more focus is on engagement and actually utilizing your platform to create a career. So how do we do that then now where it feels like the market is so completely saturated? Yeah. You know, I think that first it's, and I I talk about this in a book, in the book, I have an entire chapter on this, which is really getting clear on your why. Why do you want to be on social media in the first place? Why do you care about getting followers? Why do you want to start a brand or a business? Why do you want to coach if that's your thing? Like, Why is this important to you? And really getting clear on that. And for me and how I work and really the the people that I will choose to work with, they've got to care about something that is greater than themselves. Otherwise, it's just not going to, it's not going to work. So it goes beyond the popularity. It goes beyond that. And I, and I, I have so much compassion for that because I know that it comes from this rooted place of wanting to be loved and wanting to be seen and wanting to just be validated for your human existence. I get it because I've been there and I I know that I know that person so, so well, I was that person for a very long time and she'll always be in here to some degree, but it's really about making it bigger than yourself and making it about something greater than yourself. And so it's, it's to me, it's what is the impact that you are wanting to create? Who are you wanting to serve and, and why, you know, how are you wanting to leave this person better than you found them? You know, what is the deeper rooted intention here of you wanting to be seen 
and really getting clear on that first. And if someone isn't clear on it, it's not that, you know, oh, well, you're a lost hope. It's that, okay, so what kind of work do you need to do to start to get clear on that? You know, maybe it's therapy, maybe it's coaching, maybe it's something else, but there has to be something, you know, that you need to find within yourself to carry that out first. Otherwise you are going to feel so lost. You're going to feel, you know, just like a feather blowing in the wind and like you have no clarity or direction. Yeah. I love that. The name of your book is called get what you want, how to go from unseen to unstoppable. And I mean, even just in this conversation, everybody that's listening can tell why it's called what it's called. So, but I'm, I, I'd love for you to share the naming of the book with our audience. Yeah. You know, to name it something that is so bold and direct and like even very masculine in a lot of ways, cause it's so action focused. It was really this need or desire in myself to kind of hold myself accountable with the possibility of that being true. You know, I didn't have what I wanted for a very long time. I didn't even believe that getting what I wanted was possible. I was so shackled by the feelings of helplessness and, you know, not being able to figure it out. And I'm not enough and I'm never going to be enough. And, you know, I just want people to like me. And, you know, all of these things that kind of kept me from really stepping into my own my own light and my own power and my own ability to shine. And so I knew that by naming it that and wanting to name it that, it it really was about me suiting up and showing up to say, there is a different way. There is a different possibility. There, There are opportunities for you if you're ready to really walk that path. And if you are, I would love to come alongside you and at least share my experience with how I've been able to do this in the hopes that it gives you the strength and the know-how and the self-love that's needed to do it yourself. And that's really where that title came from. And I also just think it's a really badass title too. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's a badass title. It's a badass cover. I mean, it's like a, it's a boss for sure. I'm into it. Mm -hmm. I love it. I'm so grateful for you and for this conversation. And I can't wait for everybody to get the book and to listen to it or read it. And it's a conversation I think that we need to have more of in general, but specifically on this podcast. So I hope that you come back and see us again. I love when people can be fully honest and authentic about their experience. And I feel like that message of their why, as you're saying, resonates more. And it allows people to see a part of themselves that they recognize in somebody else's story that feels true. And you have that. So, and I appreciate that within you and and what you create and the content that you put out there. What are you currently excited about? I am currently excited about staying in the present moment with this whole process. I am someone that I don't have time to be present because I got stuff to do kind of thought, you know, always checking off the boxes, always, okay, great. We did that. Now what's next? And not really allowing myself to just really be grateful. And it's not that I have been ungrateful at times. I just don't think when I look back at things that I've gotten to experience or that I've gotten to achieve or accomplish or whatever, and I look back and I'm just in awe of like, that was remarkable. Like, why didn't I embody that more? Why didn't I feel through that more? Why didn't I just say, I'm going to do that. And that is enough. What are you doing next? Nothing. I did that. I did this. 
this, this is what is happening. And so I think being in the receiving mode of that and just really being present in that and reveling in these very moments that I get to have these wonderful, incredible, amazing conversations with incredible people, that is just like, what a gift. Like how crazy is it that we get to go on the internet and create these businesses and have these impact, like this ability to impact. It's just, it's awesome. It's awesome. And um, really rooting in that presence more and really coming from this place of joy and, and excitement, because I think that that's what gives other people the permission to do it as well. And for me, presence is something that I really want to value more in my life. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm excited about next is just staying in that present moment, creating more ease with that, not getting so lost in doing and the ego and the masculine. I mean, all of that is great and it can serve us very well, but it can also not serve us. And so really finding the balance in that and, and really kind of flowing with more of that ease and in, in the process of what I get to do. Yeah. We started the podcast with the hope that we would be able to provide a space for people to be supported and seen and to know that they are radically loved and radically supported. So the final question to you is how do you feel radically loved? I feel radically loved by being able to be seen and accepted just as I am by other people around me. It's really, it's that un, to me, radical love is unconditional love. Because to love without conditions is a very radical way to love. So that that would be it for me is just being seen and accepted and just being allowed to be without conditions. I love that. Julie, where can people go for more information or to connect with you? Yes. So you can get the book, get what you want, wherever you love to buy books. If you want, you can go to my website, juliesolomon.net slash get what you want. You can also find me on the influencer podcast. Obviously you guys love podcasts because you listen to this one. So wherever you love to listen to your podcasts. And then I tend to hang out most on Instagram. So you can find me there at Jules, J-U-L-S-S-O-L-O-M-O-N. And we will add all of those links in the show notes. So if you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be in the description below. Or if you're listening to this, wherever you listen to your podcast, it'll be in the info button. So you can check out all the links that Julie mentioned there. And because we love Julie so much, we have purchased 10 of her books and we're going to be doing a giveaway on Instagram. So if you share this episode and you tag both Julie and myself at Rosie Costa on there, you are entered into chance of winning a free copy. So there's that. Very exciting. Julie, thank you so much for being on the show. We look forward to staying connected and for having you back on if you would grace us with your presence once more. Absolutely be honored. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. And thank you all so much for listening. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast and share with a friend if you feel that it will bring value to them and their lives. Thank you all so much. And remember that you are radically loved. Thank you so much for listening to the Radically Loved Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie, on Instagram at Rosie Acosta, and Twitter at Rosie Acosta. By the way, this is original music by DJ Taz Rashid. You can follow DJ Taz on Spotify and check out the best music for yoga and meditation. 
This has been a Mod Pod Studio production. Check them out at www.modpodstudio.com.